business and bourbon. We are back, baby. We're just going to be dropping knowledge bombs all day, every day. Go get your vaccine. So there's my PSA. We're done. <laughs> Where did he get this party started? I've been trying to get this guy on this show for a year. It wasn't really all that long ago that I started this company in my basement. So I've come a long way, baby. This is the part you're going to have to edit out of the show. There are no edits, baby. The people get us raw, uncut, straight to the gut, whatever. I got a business coach. And the business coach helped me make the transition from my day job at AT&T over to starting a successful business. This shit is scary, but it's how you handle it. Study what others have done, follow the path. If you think you're smarter than all that advice, you're not. Okay, so one more Lizzo analogy here. <laughs> Ease off on the emotion, try to get a little bit more disciplined, and allowing myself to make the mistakes, feel around and see where the walls were, and see what the form and structure of my business is going to be. Welcome back to Business and Bourbon, where we have real talk with real people. I am your very excited, very enthusiastic, over the moon host, Ronnell Richards, the creator and founder of Business and Bourbon. Why am I excited? Why am I over the moon? Because we're back, baby. We're back. Looks like we're turning the corner on this pandemic thing, and we are back in the bar sitting down with entrepreneurs and business professionals, sharing wisdom, arming you up to be successful. And so I'm just so excited to be back in the bar, back at the K&D here in Atlanta, sitting down with folks willing to share their wisdom and be a little vulnerable so that you, the audience, can be armed up, be ready for success. One of the things that came out of 2020 is a lot of new businesses. In fact, some estimates say that about 4.4 million globally, right? And this is the highest percentage of new businesses, small businesses in over a decade. Here in the United States, I believe those estimates are around 400,000 or so new businesses. And a lot of you that started new businesses started those out of, well, necessity. Either you, you lost your job or you were furloughed, you were laid off, whatever it was. And, and so you decided to start a business. Some of you are coming from corporate. So I thought it would be really fitting and really beneficial to you all to have someone on the podcast as we're getting 2021 into full swing that knows that path that's been into corporate, been in corporate and left corporate to start their own business and did that successfully and is running a thriving business today. It's not easy. We all know that, right? But as we brought Sander on to share his story, he talked a little bit about some of the things that have helped him to make that transition and helped him to be successful. And I think that not only are you going to find this really informative, but for those of you that have taken that plunge or are thinking about taking that plunge, you're going to get some nuggets that, quite frankly, you're just not going to read in a book, guys. That's why you listen to Business and Bourbon. And that's why I'm so happy to provide this platform to you guys and very excited to be back at it. So with that said, it's enough of me pontificating. It is time to get this party started. I need you to grab your glass, grab your cup, grab your mug, and pour your very favorite beverage into that. 
sit down with us as we belly up to the bar and enjoy a little business and bourbon. Welcome back to Business and Bourbon, where we have real talk with real people. I hope you can feel the enthusiasm in my voice. It's been a while since we've been here, back at the King and Duke in Atlanta, sitting down, having drinks, having a great time, talking business, but we are back, baby. We are back, I am excited. I can't wait for you guys to listen to the slew of wonderful guests that I've got lined up for you, man. We're just gonna be dropping knowledge bombs all day, every day. So if you come to Atlanta, <laughs> you might catch me at the King and Duke here in Buckhead, sitting down with another wily veteran swapping war stories. So make sure you stop in. They need your support. I want to remind you guys, local businesses, get out there, support your local businesses. As we're coming out of this pandemic soon, hopefully, they need your support now more than ever to rebound. So get out there, support great vendors, great retailers like the King and Duke here in Buckhead District of Atlanta. Well, guys, again, I'm so excited. Without any further ado, where did he get this party started? I've been trying to get this guy on, the, on this show for a year, and he's been ducking and dodging me, and he's been doing his best Floyd Mayweather imitation, but I finally pinned him down. I got him to come sit down with us. Part of the reason why it's been so hard is this guy is busy as hell, like most entrepreneurs out there that are doing anything. And so I was really excited to finally get him on the calendar and to kick off one of our first podcast episodes in several months because of the pandemic, but we're back at it. And before I bring him on and introduce him, we're going to clink up glasses here like we normally do on Business and Bourbon, but we're going to clink them up for a little bit different reason than normal. First, let me introduce my friend, Sander Bean. Sander, what's up? Not much, Ronell. It's great to be here. It's great to be out in public. It's great to be at the King and Duke with you doing this. Long time overdue. Oh my God, isn't it? Yeah. Now here's why we're clinking it up today. We're clinking it up because both Sander and I are fully vaccinated, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fully vaccinated. Yes, I want to encourage you guys. Listen, we want to get out there. We want to enjoy ourselves. We want to travel. We want to go out there and have good times with our families and friends. Go get your vaccine. So there's my PSA. We're done. <laughs> Sander, welcome again to the show, man. It's great to be here, Ronell. It really is wonderful to be doing this with you. So before we get started, we got to always go through our little mini spiel. They got to know who you are, right? Right. Anytime we have someone on Business Bourbon, everyone always knows this is someone that's successful. This is someone that I should be listening to. But we still got to give them a little bit of the backstory. So if you wouldn't mind, what do you do? Who are you? Yeah, so I'm CEO of Thought Horizon the digital agency that has a software product called Ready for Social that some of you may have heard of. We're helping out thousands of salespeople to just look awesome on social media and stay constant active on social media. And that's what uh, Ready for Social does. So the company spans all of the United States and most of Europe. We have a pretty big team out there, but just want to let everybody know before we start from a humble point of view, mm -hmm. that it wasn't really all that long ago that I started this company in my basement. So mm -hmm. it's been an amazing ride for me. The last year for sure has been interesting, but absolutely on top of the world with what we do. You know, man, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to really have you on the show is because your story is a story that a lot of people can relate to, okay? Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about you guys that are sitting in corporate jobs. You're working at the, the Comcast, you're working at AT&T, you're working at Apple, you're working at Google, you're working at Amazon, and you're like, you know what, man, I sure wish I could start my own company, start my own gig. And 
you did that. I did, and I will just say this because there's probably an hour we could go on with this stuff. But uh, now, first of all, before you get into it, <laughs> tell me how long were you at AT and T? So I was working there for 23 years. So it wasn't like I had a pension. I had the whole nine yards, and I had kids who were approaching college age. But I had a great idea, and um, I met some people in Atlanta who really encouraged me to go step out. This is a great entrepreneurial city. I know we're talking to people all over the country, but you know, Atlanta. World, baby. We're world, worldwide. <laughs> worldwide. Yeah, but uh, Atlanta's got it going on. It's a business-minded city, and people here were telling me you should take this idea to the world. And the other thing I want to encourage people to do is I got a business coach, and the business coach helped me make the transition from my day job at AT&T over to doing my own thing and starting a successful business. I can't underestimate what it means to invest in yourself. And I'm not a business coach, but there's lots of them out there. And I would just tell you that it was part of the secret to my success in the early days. For so sure. before you actually left your corporate job, you found a business coach to help you with plotting out the transition? I did. You know, and she was awesome insofar as she told me stuff like, look, don't quit your job. And she's still coaching? Yeah, she's out there. I can, if someone wants to reach out, I can give you her name. But I mean, I wouldn't say that she was all that extraordinary in any way. I mean, she's great, but, but she knew more than you knew. She knew more than me. And that was the most important thing. Most business coaches will know more than you. Yep. So that's why you hire them. She told me, keep your job, but then do this other stuff after hours, plot it out, figure out what you got to do and then step out when the time is right. So among other things, that's what she told me. All right, I'm celebrating. For you guys that aren't watching the video, I'm snapping, I'm throwing my hands up because I love that. Because there is this misconception that there's one path to entrepreneurship, and that is the path that dumbass Ronell took. But that's just how I'm wired, which is, all right, let's jump in the deep end, and we're just, we're out there. Uh -huh. But the example that you set and your story of really plotting it out strategically Work your corporate job, work your gig, but work towards that ultimate goal of entrepreneurship. I think that's where a lot of people miss where they mess up those standards because they have an idea, but they're not putting any action towards really making it happen. Right, and scientific action, right? It's not just like doing a bunch of things. It's about doing the right things. And there's plenty of advice out there. And I would just tell you, if you think you're smarter than all that advice, you're not. Study what others have done. Follow the path. I'm not saying there's one path to entrepreneurship, but I will tell you that many things rhyme and you should actually be thinking about what other people have done to be successful because it will help you find a path. There's nothing new under the sun. That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Like technology changes, but fundamentals never change, man. Yeah. The fundamental philosophies and strategies of success with and anything whether it's shooting a jump shot right like our elbow out and that's right you buy all that stuff <laughs> or it's being successful and starting a, a business so all right that was fun I enjoy, oh my god i love doing this we man. can talk jump shots if you want because i watch some of these nba players they have such unorthodox shots but the key is they do it the same way every time that unorthodox thing they do they don't mess around with that they just keep doing the same thing and that's what it's all about consistency i know you're a big nba guy weren't you a hawk season ticket yeah holder i was too, a right? so i was a hawk season ticket holder up till the pandemic so so okay little basketball segue <laughs> you were just talking about the shooting aren't these guys amazing the way that they shoot the ball today it's amazing how they can shoot from distance consistently and I mean, you've got a guy here in Atlanta I'm not a massive fan of. Uh, <laughs> my son would call me a hater, but the guy's super talented. He's a good little player. 
and Trey Young. Oh, my God, And yeah. the kid pulls up from half court, and he weighs like a buck fifty. He weighs less than <laughs> most 18-year-old high school seniors, and it's effortless, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the part you're going to have to edit out of the show, but... We don't edit anything out. Oh, really? Okay, well, maybe I'll keep it short. <laughs> yeah, but I feel the same way. When I first saw Trey Young, I'm like, man, this guy's going to get eaten alive by the NBA because he's just such a frail thing. Mm-hmm. But holy mackerel, to your point, he can shoot from downtown and make a bucket. I mean, that guy's something else. Yeah, so, Sander, again, we've been trying to get you on for a year. We've got you on now, and I'm super stoked about that. But one thing to know about B&B... There are no edits, baby. The people get us raw, uncut, straight to the gut, whatever. Because you know what? Somewhere out there, there is a basketball fan just like you. Who (laughs) wants to talk jump shots. Who wants to talk jump shots. And he needs to do something with his social media. And he's checking out Ready for Social right now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, To draw a parallel, if you're a football player, a tennis player, a pool player, whatever you do, it's consistency. And that's what we preach also in the world of social media. So. That's the reason we exist is, you know, that consistency that we're trying to help people achieve. I think that's an area that is a guy that, you know what, damn it. Yeah, I'm going to call myself a social media expert. You do a few thousand pieces of content, you kind of figure some shit out. And that's the piece that a lot of people miss is just the consistency in their actions. Like, you, they'll get on and they'll be doing something, they'll get excited about it, and then they drop it. Yeah. Meanwhile, that tortoise wins the race right meanwhile the tortoise is just consistent consistently putting out messaging and and there's science and there's marketing science behind that because let's say for example you have a marketing piece right and that marketing piece you probably know the science better than i do but that marketing piece typically needs to be seen by that same person like seven to eight times before they actually activate it to do something that's right right. a lot of our clients what they say is like they need five to seven touches. They've actually figured out how many touches they need from a customer in order to get a sale, in order to get like um, a meeting or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, they've worked out the science on these things. And, you know, it's just a matter of getting those touches. It's like everything else. You just got to keep shooting that jump shot the same way and the ball will go in yep. and you'll win the games if yep. you have more of those opportunities than the other team. Flash gets the attention, right? I'm talking to you, uh, Russell Westbrook. Flash gets the attention, but that consistency gets championships. It does. Hey, fam, Ron L here. Wanted to let you know that Business and Bourbon is committed to helping our community to up their social media game and do better business. So what we've done is partnered with the Ready for Social platform to give Business and Bourbon listeners free access to this amazing tool to help you to do better better business using social media. So all you have to do is go to the show notes in this episode, click on the link and you'll get free access. With that, you'll get this amazing content management tool that will help you to manage content and will bring in the type of content that your community, that your partners, that your customers want to see like exclusive business and verbal clips. So again, all you have to do, go to the show notes, click the link and get your free access today. Now back to the show. So I always like to have fun with my guests. I'm a music guy, and and so I always like to talk about music a little bit. Oh. And oh my God, one of the questions that we ask in our pre-show questions is, I want to know who you dig, what are you listening to? And this comes out of like left field. I asked this guy, who's his favorite hip-hop artist or musician? And... Sanders' answer to me is, I'm a Lizzo fan. 
What? <laughs> Let me what? tell you. Yes, please. She is such a badass. And as a matter of fact, I'll relate this back to anybody in the, the business world. Like, I've talked to people. Like, you'll talk about Tupac and all these other guys as being, like, badasses. Like, people who are just, the, you know, the bad boys. There's You can go up and down with, you know, dead rappers, live rappers, whatever. But I would put them in a ring with Lizzo any day of the week. That woman has got it going on. Her body type is different than, you know, yeah. what people generally think of. Uh, she embraces it, yeah. Yeah, for a woman. And she is so all out with her body and who she is. Yeah. And she's not taking crap from literally anyone. Yeah. I mean, I would hate to meet her in a, in a dark alley. I'd rather meet Tupac. And <laughs> I don't know. If she take that flute out and play you a song to rap. <laughs> but she's just awesome. And I'll tell you another story. So before the pandemic, I travel over to Germany a whole lot. And Lizzo was coming to town over there in uh, Cologne, or actually it was in Bonn, Germany. And they had uh, promotional pictures of her up there totally fully butt naked in these pictures because that's the way they roll over in Europe. Yeah. My uh, business partner is like, oh my God, can you believe that? And I'm like, you know what? This woman, she's just not afraid of anything. Yeah. And again, I'll tie it back well, to the entrepreneurship. I mean, it's like, you know, I just well, think that, yeah. Would you say she's not afraid? I, I, she's afraid. We're all afraid. Yeah. But it's the way that you process and handle that fear. And like someone, it's just like entrepreneurship. Like yeah. you're about to probably make that correlation. Like this shit is scary. But it's how you handle it. Like you can either let that fear make you go back into the corner and hide, or you can go at it face on and accept it for what it is. Okay, so one more Lizzo analogy here. <laughs> totally agree. Um, but if you listen to the lyrics of the songs that she writes, she's being honest with herself. Mm. She still talks about her feelings or heartbreak. I can't explain it, but she is just a real person to me. And I love her. I got actually have a poster that I was given for Christmas by my daughter. When I walk down into my home office now, down the stairs in my lower level, that's the first thing I see every morning is Lizzo. <laughs> that's funny, man. And first of all, thank you for sharing that. That's super cool. And that is really like the most surprising answer I have ever had. <laughs> for those of you out here there who have never heard Lizzo, I'm just L-I-Z-Z-O, just Go and listen yeah, to uh, she's a little provocative too with some of her stuff. I wouldn't call myself a fan, but I am a fan of her talent, and I'm and I absolutely respect um, what she does. She's super talented. Yeah, you just can't deny that the woman is talented, and she's obviously very brave as well. Like, yeah, she advocates for a lot of people that are probably afraid to advocate for themselves. Right. And she's so I'm a fan from that aspect. Absolutely. Now, when I go out to the car sitting outside here, when I go to the valet and give him my keys. And You're like, not okay, pumping up the Lizzo? Yeah, I'm not pumping Lizzo. I'm just not, man. That that would hurt my street cred. I'm just, you know, people are expecting Pac from Ronell. They're expecting. That's what they expect, but I'm far more diverse than that. But anyway. Okay. That's uh, another conversation for another day. <laughs> All right. So what do you do for fun? I'm in a COVID rock and roll band with my kids. My daughter is 20 and my son is 18. My daughter is really talented. My son is pretty talented, and I am not talented. <laughs> but I am the number one person to get everybody together, and I have more fun than both of them combined, I think. And I practice like hell, but I'll tell you what, I suck. And um, the struggle is real for me, but it's so much fun to play music. Um, and I, I'm a late learner. I, I picked up the guitar, I think, when I was 40, and I've struggled, and I'm just barely okay right now. But I do that on the weekends. With my wife, we like to garden. Yes, isn't that cute? Oh, no. Yep, so we do a lot of gardening, and we also do a lot of walking. We like to go for walks. And I will share with the audience that a big thing, my wife likes wants to do some of these epic walks around the world. 
And we walked across England. We walked along Hadrian's Wall. This is in 2019, in summer 2019. I took two and a half weeks off and we walked across England. I will tell you that a prospect called me when I was halfway across the wall in some small town and said, I want to talk to you today about a giant job that you guys can do for us. And that really threw a wrench into things. But I did. I walked 160 miles from one end of England to the other. Wow. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. Yep. And we walked on Hadrian's Wall that was built in like, you know, 100 uh, AD. And yeah, it was... Uh, it was That's quite, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so what kind of shoes did you use? <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I just took uh, standard hiking shoes. And there were a lot of people who were getting hurt and all this other stuff. But me and my wife, we did great. And every night we ended up in a pub and it was awesome. Every night you ended up, oh, my God. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, you should try it. Let's back up. How long did it take you? It was like a week and a half, 160 miles. Wow. Yeah. So is that something that people do? do so like it's set up and you know easy for you to walk to you know have yeah so the, and though, like yeah over there they've got a lot of hike or walking trails public walking trails and this is a prescribed walk and my wife's got a whole bunch of other ones in, in you know in mind for me um okay so i'm in <laughs> i'm in <laughs> all right well, we you just said we'll i'm get, doing we'll it. get the wives and we'll do it i'm doing the no, great no, it's happening <laughs> love it here a better question that I have for you because as I'm sitting across from you, the last time I saw you, you were 30 pounds more than you are today. You're looking fantastic, my friend, by the way. You didn't look bad then, but you're looking great. And entrepreneur life is very stressful heart disease, strokes. This is part of the challenges that we deal with in unhealthy lifestyles. And I know you made some changes in your life this last year. I'd like you to share that. Like, what did you do yeah. to get to be looking like? Slim Shady over here, like you're. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just say this: is that you know I was sick of going to the, my annual physical, which I mean I'm you know no more PSAs here, but I'm a big fan of going once a year to the doctor to see how am I doing, right? Because we have all this great medicine in, in this country, I, and I have access to it because of, I have health insurance, and you know most listeners do. You know, use it, go out there and listen. So I was sick of getting the same old you know kind of song and dance of. Hey, you know, this, Hey, that's creeping up, you know, all these kind of health concerns, nothing serious, but just the normal stuff, right. You know, getting, you know, more blood sugar, all these kind of things. And so, you know what, I was sick of getting that report and I didn't want to get that report anymore. And so I decided to do something about it and I never have been on a diet before or anything else, but I'm going to reach, I'm going to once again, say what I think is that the world is, we're in such a place of technology that there's a lot of things that can help you and whether it's entrepreneurship you know, getting your weight in line or whatever it might be, there's an app for that and there are people to help you. So I hired a nutritionist. It wasn't that expensive. And I also got an app that helped me to track my progress. And, you know, honestly, you can science your way out of most anything in this society that we live in, this world we live in. And I would tell people out there that absolutely you should be taking advantage of those kind of things. Yeah. So you got a nutritionist and you got an app. That's right. There's an app for that. There's an app for that. What app was it for you? Oh, man. You know, I don't even remember the name of it, and I don't want to plug anything on here. I do. My, Listen, I think it's called My Fitness Pal. Okay. Here's what we do. <laughs> I don't need endorsements from anyone. I don't need any money. We're here for the family. We're here for the audience. We are here for the community. And yeah. so anything that we're using that the community can benefit from, oh, we're going to share it all day. All so right. So My, my Fitness, Fitness Pal is a good one. Yeah. yeah. So My Fitness Pal, you plug into it, like, you know, your height, weight kind of thing. 
what your goals are, and it will tell you like what your calorie count should be on a daily basis and how much should be coming from various nutrients, whether it's protein, fat, or carbohydrates. And then it's just a matter of you know making a game of it on a daily basis and staying inside of that. And I'll tell you, like, I mean, I don't want to say it's easy because it's not a lot of fun, but the bottom line is you can watch the progress. And for anyone out there who's wired like me from an entrepreneur point of view, like you want to just see that progress, whatever it takes. And so once I started seeing the progress, it really wasn't that hard. It took a while, but you know, I got there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Hey, I want to also share something that's been really beneficial for me and my my fitness. You know, we were talking uh, before the show, I've been training since I was 19 years old. I just never stopped. But the way that I train and the things I do have changed and they need to change. They should evolve as you're getting older and you know for my fellow gen xers one of the things we need to be concerned about is um just mobility and um and functional strength so i might lose my atlanta falcons football card for this this might happen (laughs) all right i might get a call from arthur blank is like look right now you got to give up your card for this but i got to be honest and i got to give the fam got to give the community i got to arm you guys up for success so here's the thing the TB12 method. God damn All right. It. What's this now? Tom Brady's app. So oh, I, no, so, no. Yes, please. I know. Oh. So so I have been using, uh, for probably the past three months, uh, the TB12 method. Tom Brady has an app, uh-huh. right? Uh, I love it. I love it because it just, it walks you through functional strength training workouts, right? With uh, There's a lot of band work. There's a lot of... Uh, exercise ball work, uh, balance work, things to help you work those muscles and tendons that we don't work in traditional strength training, right? But I feel so much better. My joints are feeling better. And, and that's something that we all need to be concerned about is protecting the joints. And the way you protect the joints and strength and keep those joints strong is by working those sorts of functional exercises that work not just the big stuff, the balancing muscles and tendons. So, right. All right, Arthur Blank, I love you. Please don't take my Atlanta Falcons card. You know, I've been a fan for a long time, about season ticket holder for a very long time. So I endorsed Tom Brady once, and that's it. You will never hear that ever again. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. So, so I've got a business question for you. So, you know, you started your company when? In 2013. Yeah. So if you were able to hop in that time machine and pop back to when you started, and give yourself some sage wisdom from future Sander, what would it be? Because we make a lot of mistakes. That's, that's how we learn, right? Like yeah. what, what's maybe that mistake or that advice that you would, have, you would have given yourself back then in 2013 and say, hey, look, Sander, do this. You know, I'm going to take this in a different direction for you because here's the thing. Like, you know, I can sit there and say like, oh, man, I should have done this, should have done that. But weirdly, at the beginning, it's worthwhile to be a little unorthodox and to have a little like less structure and more loosey goosiness. And I know I just a minute ago, I was like, oh, you know, you should get somebody to help you, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't, I'm not going back on that. What I'm saying is you got to give yourself the ability to organically get to where you're going. And I'll give you an example. So in the end of 2019, we lost our largest customer in the United States. And it was a major, major, major hit to our business. But fast forward into 2020, what happened is we had COVID. And what happened was the federal government started offering loans for people who had seen a business downturn. I had a ready-made business downturn from this giant customer I lost. So while I can sit there and think, like, what could I have done to have not lost that customer? 
if I hadn't lost that customer, I wouldn't have gotten the PPP loans that are now in enabling us to hire a couple salespeople to propel our business even further. So it's just weird how time works. And to some extent, there's got to be some organicness to it. So I'm not saying there aren't things I would have told myself. I would have told myself, listen, ease off on the emotion, try to get a little bit more disciplined. But that being said, I probably would have been a little bit charitable to myself and allowing myself to make the mistakes and to sort of feel around and see where the walls were and see what the form and structure of my business is going to be. So I don't know if that helps from a... Um, no, I, I follow you. And, you know, that's part of the process as our wonderful um, <laughs> bartenders bringing us new cocktails, guys. So I'm sorry. This is bad audio right now, but <laughs> I'm going to drink this. Yeah, that's a good tasting drink. What? Oh, my God, this is delicious. <laughs> what is this, Sander? You know, um, I don't Do remember. remember called? <laughs> it was some New Orleans... Um, I call it delicious. Yeah. It's got... I know that we've got bourbon in it. I know that we've got brandy in it. There's a and, rye bourbon and brandy, and, and it's got some cherry. Yeah, it's delicious. Sort of like off of a All right, I'm going to reframe that question. Your yeah, answer you. was great, although I'm not grading you. Thank you. <laughs> but I want to reframe that a little bit because, yes, there's absolutely benefit in the process, right, and, and learning through the process. That's what makes you a better entrepreneur and, and you know, more successful long-term. And you have to learn those lessons to be successful long-term. Now... I'm going to reframe the question. And make me you answer. Have, you've got kids, right, Sander? Yep. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So one of your kids is about to start a business. Uh-huh. Okay. Next week. What advice do you give them? Man, I would say on the early days, for sure, stick to your passion. You know, stick to your guns on what you think should happen. Be a little bit of a pain in the neck about it with um, other people and a less and less flexible as far as what the company is going to be from the start, even if it means that you don't get that one customer or that one set of funding or whatever it might be. Own it a little bit. Own it a little bit. And then there are seasons. There are seasons to start backing off and, you know, to be a little bit more collaborative with other people and then seasons to eventually let go of control and let other people help with the vision. And then your job is to drive culture. When is that season? Well, it comes when you start hiring people. And like, you know, I drew this business from me in my basement to me and 20 other people. And while we're not a gigantic company, like I don't have daily interaction with most of the people in the company. And by the way, those people are talking to our customers every single day. And that makes me like nervous, upset, worried all at once. But you know, you have to let go at that point. But at the beginning, don't. At the beginning, you've got to be that person in front of all those customers, in front of all those problems, and inserting your ideas and your thoughts to it. If one of my kids was starting a business right now, I'd say, move it with your passion. If it blows up, that's okay. You need to make it all about you yeah. at the beginning. All right. I can rock with that. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Hey, listen, in today's business climate, you need every advantage you can get to get in front of your customers and prospects. That is why I use CoVideo. I use it on a daily basis to connect with my prospects, my customers, my clients, and my business partners. And I recommend you guys do the same. 
Covidio is offering a 14-day free trial to listeners of this program. All you need to do is go to Covideo, C-O-V-I-D-E-O dot RonnellRichards.com to take advantage of that. That's it. Covideo dot RonnellRichards.com. All right. Now back to the show. All right. Take a sip of that, man. All right. Here we go. Again, guys, this is delicious drinks. Oh, make sure and support. Now, your Ronald, local, I've watched a lot water. of these podcasts lately, <laughs> and you know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this one seems a little unorthodox, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Where it's not so much drilling into those business yet nuggets. So everyone consumes things differently. I want you to think about whatever it is that you're selling, whatever your marketing, whatever your business is, and think about your consumers. We are in an era of convenience and everyone consumes things the way they want to consume them so for example this podcast some of you guys are listening to this podcast on apple spotify some of you might be watching the videos on youtube others you're going to watch clips of the podcast point that i'm making is that we distribute it in many different ways so that people can consume it the way they want to consume it so to your point of how your perception of, was of our show based upon the clips that you <laughs> I was watching clips, <laughs> <laughs> which which that's fine. We have tons of fans out there that have never listened to a full show. <laughs> they will love our you know three minute, two minute, four minute clips, and that's fine. I love that. We're going to give you our content however you want to consume it. So think about that in your business, or how rigid are you in how you are delivering service and products to your customer? Because right now. Especially given the pandemic, the pandemic put gasoline on this thing. We are consuming way different than we were even a year ago. And it's all about convenience. Mm-hmm. We're lazy as hell and we want things the way we want it and we want it now. <laughs> That's so for sure. It, it, it is what it is. You can't fight it, accept it. So think about that in your business and ways that you can deliver service, you can deliver your products and the ways that your customers want to receive it. What do you think about that? I like it. I like it. You know, and that's just it. I mean, take your content, slice it up different ways and let people consume it when and how they want to consume it. I mean, one of the things that's awesome about social media is, you know, and that's the business I'm in, is that people look at it when they look at it, whether that's late at night, in the middle of the day, sneaking it in, you know, pulling it out in a boring meeting and looking underneath the table, you know, whatever it might be on an airplane and TSA line, whatever the situation, you got to make the content available for them in ways in which they can interact with it, no matter whether it's short, you know, attention span or, or longer. Absolutely. So we talked a little bit about your idol, Lizzle, <laughs> and um, how fearless she is. Entrepreneurship's rough. It's tough. It's scary. Mm-hmm. What scares you? I mean, I've always been a fear of failure guy, and I will be till the end. I have an aunt who um, started a cosmetic business, and it became a multi-million dollar business. And up until like the last day before she sold it, she was worried that it was going to fail. And I was talking to her like a few years back um, about this and it was really instructive for me. And I realized that, you know what? I mean, I feel the same way. And regardless of what we go through, regardless of, you know, how steady our business becomes, I am always worried about like the ultimate, you know, crash and failure of the business. So in your infinite wisdom and years of experience, is that constructive or... That is um, something I need to continue, and I spend a lot of time during the day and the night pushing out of my head. But I'll tell you, I mean, like, 
I've come a long way, baby. Because <laughs> when we when I first started this business, I would regularly wake up at four in the morning and be unable to sleep and just worrying about the spiral of you know the business and what we we're going to run out of money and what's going to happen to the employees, what's going to happen to all this stuff. Um, and I went through that for years and years and years. And now I don't I don't have trouble sleeping through the night anymore. That doesn't mean that I still don't worry about it, but I'm getting better. Again, I'm sciencing my way out of this. So, so what did you do to get you there? Like, Well, I think it's a lot of pushing it away. I mean, honestly, look, you know, we could be hit by an asteroid from outer space right now. I mean, like all sorts of terrible things could happen to us, our family, and we live by the grace of God every single day. And you just have to push a little bit of that, like, and I'll call it the um, illogical worry out of your mind. So when it becomes existential, illogical worry, like, oh my God, like we're going to go out of business. I mean, that's just crazy talk. And, you know, it could, I mean, not that it can't happen, but, you know, I mean, that's not likely to happen in one fell swoop. So you've got to push those irrational things away and let it, like, watch them say, I see you, and then just let her roll by, you know? Has there been any process that you use to determine whether something is irrational or not? Because sometimes in the, in the heat of it, it feels like rational thought, but it might not be. Like, Well, I, I would say if it's about something specific inside the business, it's worth doing like a SWOT analysis, strength, weakness, opportunity, you know, kind of thing. Or, um, you know, to talk about it with other people in your business or consultants, etc. If it's specific stuff. But when it comes down to like, oh my God, I think we're going to go out of business tomorrow and I'm really worried about it. That's not like even something you can have a conversation about because there's nothing specific there. It's just a feeling. And you know, I struggle with that and I know others do too. They're worried about if I step out, how am I going to pay my bills? Well, one at a time is the answer. So, hey, as we get ready to bring this bad boy home, um, what we do is always about the community, man. It's always about the folks that listen to the pod, that come to the events, all, and, and we just want to make sure that we're serving you guys at the highest level that we possibly can and giving you what you want and what you need to arm yourselves up to be more successful in your business and entrepreneurship goals and, and your life, period. It's bigger than just business. It's the full picture. So as we, again, get ready to close, Sander, I'd like to know, what do you feel like you'd like to leave with the audience today? If, if there's one thing that they need to know about who you are and what matters to you, what is it? You know, I like to say that I'm a good friend and I try to be that way in business too. I try to be dedicated to my customers and the missions that they put before us. And that includes every last person I interact with. I, I mean, and I know it might sound like kind of trite, but it matters to me. Like my reputation, it really matters to me and how I perform as a friend to other people and other humans is super important to me. Um, and I think it should be to most people. And if we approach business that way, I think success is, is honestly already there. Um, and the money will come, the money will go too, by the way. And, you know, and that's just the nature of money. Uh, so we cannot be focused on that. I mean, and don't, don't get me wrong. I worry about money every single day, but generally I worry about it in the context of how I'm going to make sure that my employees are getting paid and compensated correctly that we're able to give fair prices to our customers and still make money, you know, these types of things. And honestly, the closer you get to a point where you may end up with a huge, you know, cash out, the less important it, it sort of becomes that to actually get that going is big payout from selling the company or becoming super duper um, successful with the company. It comes down to other things. So get after those other things now. 
I love it. That's fire, man. That's fire. So where can people find you? Yeah, so the best place to find me is www.thought-horizon.com. Um, our tool is called readyforsocial.com. Another place to look is www.readyforsocial.com. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm a big LinkedIn guy. I'm on Twitter. Um, I've had to take a break from Facebook. We'll have another podcast on why later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, apart from that, those the, the best place to find me if you want to uh, communicate directly would be find me on LinkedIn. And honestly, I'm the easiest person in the world to find because I have a really weird name. S-A-N-D-E-R-B-I-E-H-N. You can't go wrong with that one. B-I-E-H-N. You got it. All right. <laughs> hey, Sander, man, it's been a pleasure, dude. And I really appreciate you popping on here to christen our, we won't call it post-pandemic season, but we'll call it like mid-pandemic, <laughs> hopefully hopefully beginning of the fourth quarter. Ronald, <laughs> I, I, if, to have my like inaugural like trip back to a bar be with you is a rare pleasure, believe me. Um, but Thank you, sir. next week after my wife uh, gets her vax, we're going to be heading out to Decatur. So find me at the Brick Store or something like that. Ooh, Brick Store Pub. <laughs> Shout out Brick Store Pub. You guys come to Atlanta, go to Brick Store. It's one of the best. All right. With that said, we're going to clink it up one more time. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining, my friend. Hey, guys. Really appreciate you taking time to hang out with us. And, and hopefully you got some value. Make sure you reach out to Santa. You connect. We've got some really fun stuff that we're going to be doing as well with the Ready for Social platform and Thought Horizon. We're really going to provide some value out to the network. I want you guys to do well, and I want to help you in whatever way that we can to provide you business tools and business resources to help you to level up your game. So stay tuned for that. And with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back soon. But for now, we out. Thank you for listening to the Business and Bourbon Podcast. Please subscribe. And if you like us, give us a five-star rating. If you don't, uh, have another drink. Maybe you'll feel a little bit differently. If you'd like to check out our videos, you can go to businessandbourbon.tv. That's businessandbourbon.tv. In addition to that, we're currently touring the United States with our Business and Bourbon Live show. It's a fantastic show where we do a whiskey education and we do some Q&A and it's a great networking event as well. So, if you'd like to attend one of our Business and Bourbon live events, you can go to businessandbourbon.live. Again, that's businessandbourbon.live. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you the next time.